You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, each week we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper, and let's get started. This week in our Business Builder segment, Michael and I will be talking about the importance of having your own branded process. We'll be giving you tips for leveraging your process to quickly grow your business. That's up in a bit in our Business Builder, so stay tuned. First up, it's our success interview. Today we are talking with the founder and editor-in-chief of the Business Magazine for Women, Monica Antoki. Her magazine is the voice for women in business. It covers everything from business and technology to culture and lifestyle, and all from the perspective of today's businesswomen. I know she's got a lot of great insights to share and strategies that you can use to help you gain clarity, purpose, and direction in your business and your life. Welcome, Monica. (laughs) Hi, Janelle. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for our conversation today because I think you'll have some great insights to share. And as we get started, I always love to ask my guests to share a little bit about with our listeners about your business and how you started it. And I'd love to know specifically what led you to start a magazine for women? Um, that's actually a really good question because, as you know, there's plenty of magazines out there for women, but uh, a lot of them are in the lifestyle section, and um, there's nothing really business, for, like a, a specific magazine that covers business. And uh, one day, I went to like Barnes & Noble, and I sat in front of the magazine rack, like a complete magazine rack, imagine a really, really big wall of magazines. And I sat on one of the benches in front, and I just tried to take it all in, take it all in. And uh, I'm like, okay, so let's do an experiment. So I looked at all the covers, and I just took all the covers with, like, nature on it or all the covers that didn't have um, faces on them, okay, faces, people specifically. So I took those out, and um, then I looked at the ones that had male and female on them. So there were plenty of male, not that many women, <laughs> first realization. <laughs> and, um, and then the second realization, which was bigger and more important, was the fact that um, when you looked at all the business magazines, all the magazines basically that showed men, the men were dressed in business suits, you know, very confident, very proud of who they were. You can, you can see that. And even though you can necessarily read the headlines on the magazine, because so that was kind of far, but you can still see the faces. You can mm-hmm. see the confidence coming through, right? So it was, they were 
dressed in business magazines. It was, you know, they were comfortable. They were lo looking very professional, sometimes not necessarily wearing a business suit, but looking extremely like professional people, right? And then you looked at the magazines that had women's faces on them. And they were very sexed up, very, um, they were very young. You know, a lot of them were lifestyle magazines. So a lot of them were supermodels on the cover or actresses or pop culture stars, completely sexed up with, with you know, sometimes just a bra and shorts or, um, you, know, uh, you know, like a bikini and a blouse or, you know, mm -hmm. like, or just in a bathing suit or basically never looking professional, never looking, um, you know, like the business women. So mm -hmm. when you look at that and you see that there's this massive gap, to me it was just like, what is happening? How do we, like, how, how do we get here? And, you know, it's very simple. We, we, we're at this point because that's how society views women. Society views women and appreciates women young, um, honestly white, and um, skinny, right? But that's not how society is, and that's not how women in business are. Women in business are not going to stay young forever, even though society kind of expects that of us. Um, mm -hmm. And women are not going to go to work in a bikini top, um, even though a lot of companies want us to look very sexy when we go to work. And, you know, I, I don't want to necessarily get into that, but one of the companies that I worked with, you know, for before, um, corporate, I was asked to wear high heels, and I was sent home when I didn't wear a skirt, so mm. a, you know, like knee-length skirt. So there are specific requirements for women in, in corporate, and not, I'm hoping that's changed since, since then, but um, I'm still hearing you know, accounts of that um, where women are want, like they're, they're uh, expected to be sexier, they're expected to look younger, we're expected to dye our hair, um, mm -hmm. so we don't show any gray hairs. And so basically we're cutting out most of the business world that most of the women in the business world, right? So what we're showing society, because that's what magazines do. They show you what society is, right? Mm -hmm. You're seeing men in business suits, so they're leaders, right? And you're seeing women that need help, that are working out, that are, you, you know what I mean? So it, it's a completely different perspective on how we see men and how we see women. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's just like a massive light bulb. And I was like, okay, so we need to do something about this because I know a lot of, I am a woman in business. I, I, at that point I was running my own company for 10 years in marketing and, you know, I was hiring people and, you know, like specific projects and, you know, we were dealing with, with decent clients. And to me, like, I, I'm in, I was in my thirties and I was like, it's, it's impossible for me okay, to compete mm -hmm. with an 18-year-old for a cover of a magazine in lifestyle. That's, that's clear, right, because it's lifestyle mm -hmm. and that's all we care about. But at the same time, I don't need to compete with that because that is not who I am. I'm a woman in business. Where are the magazines for women in business? <laughs> they mm -hmm. are none. And the women in, on covers of like Forbes or, um, you know, The Economist or any, you know, Fortune, or entrepreneur or fast company, there were so very few women on the covers at that point that it just mm -hmm. became very, very clear to me that we have to have a business magazine showcasing women. And that's kind of what we are. And that's kind of how we're being seen. We're, seeing, we're being seen as Forbes for women, basically. So mm -hmm. 
whatever we're covering is, is <laughs> Forbes um, quality, and it's basically, but it's from a woman's point of view, which it's kind of the 100%, 180 degree um, difference with Forbes. That's kind of a very long answer. <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting. I love the way, because I know Michael and I go to, we love to go to the bookstore in Barnes and & Noble and sit and look at the magazines and, and do that. I've never done an activity like that where I've really done an assessment. But I think there's, actually there's a message in that for a lot of entrepreneurs is just take a step back and look at what's right in front of you. There's so much data and so much information and, you know, there's only 2% of the, the, the women making, you know, a million dollars. And that's, I think, in alignment kind of with what you're saying. And that's what I love about the eWomen Network um, mission, creating a community of a million women making a million dollars in annual revenue. So Absolutely. it goes hand in hand with that. Interesting. So what kind of challenges did you come up against putting this together? Because it's so different. It's, you're going into a market that's got a lot of um, competition out there. So what kind of challenges did you run into and how did you overcome them? Well, there's, okay, so there's multiple protocol challenges, but I don't really look at them as challenges at all um, because Honestly, I don't think we have competition except for Forbes and Fortune and Entrepreneur and the magazines that are, they have been doing uh, business uh, reporting and editorial for 100 years or 50 years or what have you, right? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to women, you know, uh, business um, magazines, there's really not that many, and, and, and which actually is surprising, completely surprising. And um, the fact that we actually made top 10 uh, digital business magazines for women just this past month um, tells you something. We've been in business for, you know, going on three years, and we're already in the top 10. Wow, and congratulations. Thank you so much. It's, it's a very big step. It's a really important thing. But that doesn't necessarily tell you how great we are from mm -hmm. my point of view, I, even though I, I really believe in what we're doing and the, you know, I'm hoping you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to the quality of our articles and the topics that we're discussing and you know, how relevant we are with everything that's going on right now. Um, besides the awesome quality of, of the work that we're putting in and the people that we're interviewing, it's, it's still kind of how do we make top 10 um, you know, when we're just in business for a very little, very short period of time. We've made top 10, first of all, because we're, we're great at what we're doing, and second of all, because there's not that many uh, business magazines women out there. And we made this top 10 out of Canada, United States, um, uh, UK, and Australia. So <laughs> to me, that doesn't mean that we're awesome. We are, yeah. But the bigger part of it is that there's not that many uh, business magazines for women out there. And I mm -hmm. really wish there were more because, you know, um, well, they, they're, they, they're needed, first of all. Mm -hmm. So that being said, um, obstacles, things to, to get over. Well, um, I never actually started a magazine. I was working in publishing um, for the previous six and a half years before I started my, my magazine in January of 2016. So I had about six and a half years of, uh, of knowledge of publishing, 
and you know I have two years of college, and specifically with uh, with um, not two years of college, I have, <laughs> I have actually a degree. But before I got my degree, I took two years of of um, journalism and psychology. So I, I do have a lot of background for what I'm doing, mm-hmm. um, but actually doing it versus having the education for it, they're kind of different, if you know what I mean. So, <laughs> very true. You know, <laughs> so having the education and all that stuff is, is completely different with, you know, as you starting an endeavor all on your own and trying to figure out how to get it all done and all that stuff. So the challenges that, that have come, um, you know, to me, I looked at them as everything else. It's yet, it's yet another thing that I can, you know, do really well at, and it's yet mm-hmm. another thing that I can, um, you know, master, basically. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of, kind of how I look at the challenges because, yes, there's, there's stuff that you're not going to know. And uh, one of my favorite quotes of all time is, uh, if somebody offers you a job and you only know how to do you don't know how to do it all. Just say yes and do it. So just go take the job and do it. So because women are very, very afraid of accepting a job, even applying for a job, if they're not like if they're looking at the description of the job, the job description, they're like, okay, I know this. And if they're not 100% sure that they can do it, they're most likely they're not going to apply. Guys look at it and go, oh, I know how to do about 40% of this. I'm going to apply. Hmm? <laughs> so, right. So I'm going to take, so I actually true. took a little, yes, and um, I took a little bit of advice from the guys, and basically I said, well, I don't know how to do all of this, you know, but I'm going to actually go do it because why not? I, you know, I can, I, I can break down everything because I have, like I said, marketing background and coding background and social media, and basically I was running a digital marketing company, so I know how to do all of the content creation and all, you know, social media, like I said, and um, all that stuff. So, and on top of that, I was project management as well. So I know how to break down a project into steps, and like, and then you just attack one step at a time. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not that big of a deal. So, um, yeah, um, yeah, I didn't know how to do it all from the beginning, but, um, you know, one step at a time, you get it all done. <laughs> so. I, yeah. I, no, I agree with that, and I also think, and we tell we tell people all the time. Say yes, and the how will come together. Because we discount our ability, our knowledge, our connections, what we can do. And I believe we're much more versatile. We're much more equipped to do way more than we give ourselves credit for. Because women, I believe, and I think you're right, men say, oh, I can do that. That's not that hard. And women say, I have to know how to be perfect before I can say yes. And I think it holds a lot of people back. So we tell people, yeah, when they're creating courses, when they're creating programs, they say, well, I can't do it until I have all my content created. Nope. And after conversations, Michael finds that they already have 95% of what they need. It's just not in a format they can use because they've been doing so much, but they don't see how it all fits together. And that's where tying into your experts and people that do what you don't do are, is great. But we can do so much more than women give themselves credit for. So I love the fact that you're really 
pushing that, helping educate people. And I love the fact when looking at your articles, it really looks like you show the whole woman because you're doing business, tech, culture. It's great to see that there's more pieces that go into it that, that come together. Um, so I, we need to take a real quick break. I can't believe that we're already halfway through our conversation. But when we come back, <laughs> I, I'd love to talk a little bit so you can kind of think about it. I know a lot of people have information, ideas to share. They may even be saying, I have an article I'd love to write. So I'd love to talk a little bit about how you Absolutely. find those people and maybe even some trends that you've identified as soon as we get back. So stay tuned. Absolutely. You, you don't want to miss it. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Have you ever asked yourself this question, why is it so hard to make a buck? <laughs> I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven-module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. If you missed the first half of our conversation today, you absolutely want to go back and listen to it. Today we're talking with Monica Antui, the founder and editor-in-chief of the Business Magazine for Women, which is really the voice for women in business. And before the break, we talked about, and I love the fact that when I asked the question where Monica said, there's really not competition. We all do things differently, and it's not a challenge. It's an opportunity. And her magazine has just made top 10 digital magazines for women. So that's pretty amazing in just three short years. And 
What I'd love to do in the second part of our conversation, Monica, is have you share just a little bit, because I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that are saying, I've got an article or something that I'd love to share and get out there. So how do you look for articles for people to write? How can people get, use a platform like this to get their message out there and make a bigger difference? So thanks so much for that question, Janelle. I appreciate it. Um, the, the way we build content is uh, we do interviews, kind of like you guys do, and we do in person, and we do analysis of what, what's happening in the industry. But a lot of the content that we have is in, in a way user-generated, as in the interviews, and um, experts in their field submit articles to us, or we encourage them to write on specific topics. So yeah, basically, you know, there's um, a lot of ways for authors to get into publishing and to get into um, the magazine industry, because you know, if, if you just reach out to the editor, um, they're usually quite interested in seeing what you have to say. So. There's ways of, of approaching editors. There's, you know, for us, it's super simple. Just send a, an email to the editor, and if that's what we're doing, um, it, and it fits with um, how the magazine is being put together and what we're doing, then it could go, your article can go into uh, the, the magazine. And if it doesn't necessarily fit with the theme of that specific issue, your article could go into the website. So the exposure is there anyway. Um, it's not necessarily about that because we have a massive social media presence that basically um, promotes all the articles that are on the website. So it, it's more about before you even do any of that, see what the, see what the um, publishing house is, is focused on, what their interests are, what their audience is, and present you know, a couple of topics to the editor and say, hey, I would love to write about this. This is my background and I'm an expert in this field. I would like to see if you guys are interested in something like, I don't know, whatever, whatever topic you're interested in writing about that pertains to that publication. So that's kind of how we've gotten um, some of the articles and the ones that we're not soliciting, the ones that we're being solicited on. So um, if I'm, you know, and again, you don't have to have an article written already, and you can kind of work on that with the editor, with our editor or whoever, uh, whichever publication you're, you're planning on publishing on. Mm -hmm. Does that kind of cover it for you? No, that, that helps. So what kind of um, themes come up when you, or trends are you identifying, either from people who are reaching out that want to be a, you know, a writer or be included, or from the type of things that you are seeing? I think trends and identifying those early are really helpful for business owners, and especially women in business. Absolutely. So we do those meetings about I don't know, six, seven times a year on specifically what's happening, um, you know, especially across the U.S. But because we're English speaking, so we have an audience, uh, you know, in Australia, in the U.K., and, and in Canada, and in, in, in some Europe, uh, some parts of Europe as well. Mm -hmm. um, we're looking at what's happening worldwide, 
And the topics that have mattered in, in the last three to six months have been um, the numbers of women in venture capital or investing and the women in finance. And the numbers of women in finance are super low. So we're very interested in talking with women in finance and getting their point of view on what's happening and how they're growing their businesses and, and, and the such. Another topic that's been very important to us um, being that, um, you know, it's, it's kind of taken over the conversation in the country is women in cannabis and the business of cannabis. So to see the women that are thriving, um, you know, like leading their fields and, and setting up trends for the next, I don't know, 12 you know, to 20 years, and not just for their state, but for the entire country because they're helping shape the legislation that is being passed in their state, which is copied by other states. So mm -hmm. these women are absolutely phenomenal. And the reason why we looked at women in cannabis specifically is because the numbers of women in cannabis at the C level, you know, executives level is um, 10, I'm sorry, 10% over every other industry in the country. So we have to look at it to understand why that number is so big. So we delved into it and figured it out. Um, that's in our, in our issue three, um, the one that the summer issue 2018. But for the fall and for the December issue, we're looking at women in STEM, like, because we're talking so much about going into space and tech is so important um, and, and STEM is super important and the numbers of women in STEM is kind of low and the number of women in tech is dropping actually. Um, we wow. need to figure out a way to keep women in tech and to, to bring women back into tech. So that's, that's why we're focusing on that because we need to have that voice. We need to have um, women at the table when they're designing an app. Um, so that app is actually made for women as well. So when you sit at a table and all the designers are men, but they're building an app for women, they're not going to, it's, it's, it's lost. The conversation <laughs> is lost. You know what I mean? So we yeah. need to have at least one woman, uh, you know, at the decision-making table um, when, when it comes to technology. So that's one of the other very important things, that, topics that we're talking about. We're also diving deep into uh, politics, and because 2018 is an important, um, you know, year for 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 the political uh, situation in our country. So we're looking at companies that are and nonprofits and foundations that are promoting and teaching and women how to get into politics, how to learn, how to um, get out there. And, non, and I'm not just very, I'm sorry, I'm not just talking about becoming a senator or, you know, I'm not just talking about these highly visible political um, offices, but I'm also talking about school boards and local, uh, local legislation, the people that, that affect your life every day, and we need to get into these offices quick, and we need to make the world more equitable for women. Uh, and the only way to do that is having representation at the, at the local level, at the state level, and at the federal level. Mm. So that's kind of the topics that, were, that are super important this year for, for us. That's fascinating. And it's interesting you say with the nonprofits because one of the things that Eagleman Network has done, which I just love, because I love the philanthropic side of being able to give back and to be able to support organizations, is they put together a whole series of training that's 
free to nonprofits through the Eagleman Network Foundation.org that awesome. people that nonprofits can go in. They, doesn't cost them a penny, training on topics that can help nonprofits become stronger, get some education, learn the language, learn some of the things that they need to know to be able to build their boards and put together a strong organization. So um, absolutely, and there's there's plenty of women that can, um, that are willing and able and knowledgeable, have the knowledge to come on the board and help the nonprofit. There's plenty of of, of, of women. Um, yeah, and then when you talk about education, there's so many free resources out there for women to, not just for women, for anybody, because we're, we're, we're all equal, we're all needing knowledge. So um, resources like Coursera, super important. Um, you know, you can get your MBA online for basically nothing. Um, mm-hmm. you, you, you know, so you can go to edX, um, not TEDx, edX, which is a, a branch of MIT um, digital, and, and they'll, you know, you have really great classes. Um, Stanford has a, a digital um, option as well, like that's free. Um, so there's a lot of free learning tools out there, not to mention podcasts, not to mention, you know, um, e-books, and there's, there's so much that you can learn if you just start searching a little bit. And we have a lot of those resources on our website for anybody that wants to learn more. That's great. I'll have to definitely check those out because those are some new resources I hadn't heard about. So, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, we talked about in the first part of our conversation was kind of your journey to get where you were. But I'd love to ask, do you have some, and maybe you've got some from the stories you had in your, your magazine also, but maybe some lessons that people can learn um, from being a startup, from getting started? Because it's, it's not a simple journey, but it can be a really powerful one. Do you have maybe one or two things that you could share that might help our listeners as they get in that slump or they get stuck and don't know what to do next? Absolutely, and, and this is it's happening to a lot of people. Um, it doesn't matter how driven you are, it really happens to, to everybody, or at least most everybody. The fact that you could be overwhelmed with what you're doing, you, you, you realize just how big of an endeavor you, you've taken on, and you just kind of like, oh, I don't know what to do now, and I don't know if I want to continue. The, the biggest thing that matters is your drive. The biggest thing that matters is do you want to change the world for the better? Because with what you're doing, you're making the world better. So do you want to do that? Do you want to have something that you're proud of at the end of the day? And if you do, you'll find the resources to get it done. Emotionally, you'll pick yourself back up because you have to. Um, you know, like, like we're saying, you pick yourself up by your bootstrap. That's kind of the idea. You have to do that. You have to be able to self-motivate. You have to be able to, um, you know, it's, it's all about resilience. It's all about uh, not giving up. It's all about grit. It's all about, you know, being strong in your beliefs and kind of ignoring the naysayers. You're going to have people in your family going to say, oh, you can't do that. You're going to have friends that you've known for 20 years that are going to say, oh, you can't do that. And you're going to have a lot of people that are going to say no to you, but you know better. 
So because you know better, because you know your product, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. All, all I'm telling you is like don't give up because you're five minutes away from, from, from making it. So, you know, open up your heart and go forward. Listen to your heart and listen to your gut and just go forward because you know what you're doing. And if you need support, reach out. There's a lot of resources for uh, female entrepreneurs out there. Whatever state you're in, it just, just go to a meetup. There's a bunch of meetups that have women entrepreneurs, and just go listen to them and go to startup meetups. Go to meetups that are specifically for startups because they're really driven, right? They're really, really driven, and they're there to, to, to support one another. So don't give up. Just go after what you want to go after. Do not think that you need to have 100% of your product done, 100% of your book done for you to start promoting your book. Mm-hmm. Just go for it now. Go for it now and finish it as it's happening. And, and, I love and that. it's going to work. Yeah, I love that. And I love what you said, the question, do you want to change the world? And it's interesting when you talk about persistence and you talk about making it happen. Um, in, in May, um, we published Turn Knowledge to Profit, The Six Secrets of Successful Speakers, Authors, and Coaches. And success secret number five is persistence drives results. And I love this quote by Walt Disney, all of our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. Um, I think so many people sit there and think, you know, someday or when I'm ready, and I encourage everyone just to get into action and um, do it. But I love that advice that, that you provided um, and letting go of those, those naysayers. I, I can't believe the naysayers. They're, they're going to kill you. The naysayers are going to kill you. The, the naysayers, if you believe, if you allow them, if you allow their voice to be stronger than your voice, you just need to hang up the business, you know, give somebody else the keys and just walk out. If, if, <laughs> you know. um, oh, that's so true. But, but the, the, um, the, Bigger thing here is, is, is yes, persistency, uh, persistence, and and c- conviction, strength of conviction, and don't ever give up because there's only two percent women uh, startups that get funded out of so all the like out of out of a hundred startups, two percent of them are women, okay, and 06 percent are black women. So get out there and at least start, at least apply, at least, you know, move forward because we cannot ever have an equal balance in this country. We can never change the media narrative if we only see men on the cover of of business magazines and women on the cover of lifestyle magazines. So we need women to put on the cover of, of business magazines. And there's plenty, there's plenty, there's a lot of successful women out there, but not plain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me backtrack. There's, there's, you know, we're starting to get that, but we need mm-hmm. a lot more for it to be equal. So don't give up. Uh, you know, you always believe that you're, it's going to happen because you're working hard at it and it's, you know, go forward basically. <laughs> well, 
I love the fact that you've really put this together and, you know, with the Business Magazine for Women and that you're really giving people a platform to have a different dialogue and a different conversation. Um, and I thank you for that so much. I can't believe our time is up. But how can our listeners connect with you and learn more about your magazine and be part of the conversation? Absolutely. So um, we're at thebusinessmagazineforwomen.com. And we're also on Facebook. We're on Twitter or Instagram. You just got to, you know, either you go to our website and find us because we have all the social links on there, or um, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me, personal account, at monicaantohi.com. I mean, yeah, that too. <laughs> but it's Monica <laughs> Antohi on Facebook. <laughs> so I'm trying to stay all focused on, on one thing, and like my, my brain is going on every issue. But um, yeah, so you can find us on the website again at thebusinessmagazineforwomen.com. We also have a podcast uh, called Wonder Women where we're featuring amazing women um, you know, like from every industry, the Wonder Women of every industry, it, like we're mentioning. And in our next issue, we're actually going to be focusing on STEM and uh, future astronauts and <laughs> that generation of, of amazing people. So that's kind of what we're doing. So find us on YouTube and, and iTunes and Instagram uh, and um, SoundCloud at Wonder Women Podcast. And, and on the website, we're at thebusinessmagazineforman.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And I love the fact that you're going to be talking about STEM, you know, science, technology, engineering, and math. It's so important. And I know a, a, a hot topic for my 11-year-old granddaughter. She, she loves it all. So thank you so much for your time today and for all your great information and everything that you're doing. I greatly appreciate you guys coming on. I really do. Thanks so much, everybody. And um, so I'm looking forward to hearing from, from you guys. Perfect. Thank you. We need to take another real quick break. And when we come back, it's our business builder. So stay tuned. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. 
the potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, we'll be talking about the value of having your own branded process. You know, a lot of people wonder and talk about a branded process, but can you explain, Michael, what that really means so everyone understands what we're talking about? Sure. Um, First, you know, if you can package up what you do into a series of clear steps, then it's really easy to explain to other people and it's easy, easy for others to remember. Second, if you can define that process or those steps with some unique name, then it becomes yours and yours alone. It really is what distinguishes you from your competitors. Um, For example, you might see, uh, maybe you've seen these in the past, if you're scrolling through social media, uh, you'll see ads for things like the fast results formula or the CEO system or igniting your greatness or selling or savvy selling um, or even accelerated client engagement program. All of those are branded processes and each one of them is unique to the person or the people that created it. It really gives those people some instant credibility. The third thing is notice that most branded processes are some type of system or program or solution or formula or something like that. Uh, So why is that? Well, you know, people love systems, programs, solutions, formulas it really gives them the feeling that whatever issue they have to solve, whatever their current challenge is, that that formula or that solution or that program will solve it for them. Well, we know a lot of people who work one-on-one with clients. How do they take what they're doing and find their branded process or what's unique to them that they might be able to put into a program or a system? Well, you know, it's it's interesting you ask that because we talk with a lot of people that start out saying, I don't really have a process. Uh, Each client I work with is unique and I need to address each of them in a different way. And that's really the value that I bring is the uniqueness. And um, the reality is that Everybody, and I, I truly believe this, everybody has some type of underlying process that they use with every single one of their clients. Now, what I mean by that is certainly they may come to different conclusions. Uh, clearly, each client needs something slightly different because each client's unique. But the process that you use to engage with those clients to determine what their underlying issue is and then address that issue uh, is some type of a process that you use over and over and over again with all of your clients. So even when they're unique, there's there's some common elements underlying what you do. Uh, in, In a sense, that's what makes each of us unique in our coaching is that we have our own approach, our own unique process that we use to work with our clients. Uh, Maybe it's that you go through the same steps every time. 
maybe it's that um, you start out with an assessment or you start out with them talking about their their company or what their issue is or you start out by having them answer some questions for you that's the beginning of your unique process um, we've worked with clients in fields as diverse as say social media marketing all the way to psychology to, uh, to voice coaching and even to relaxation coaches and they each have their unique process that they use with every single client um, and again sometimes they don't notice that right away but as we to delve deeper with them, it turns out that they do actually have that process and they do actually follow with all their clients and, and they really come to see that, that, that their uniqueness is in their process, not in dealing with each client in a unique way. That's why I know that when you're talking to people about whether or not they're ready to create a product or where they are in their business development, it's really important for people to have done one-on-one -on -one coaching or really be familiar with their process because then they can look at it and they can see what is unique to them, what are they doing over and over again. And if you've done it, repeatedly, you're going to find those processes. So often people, and we know a lot of them, have gone out and developed products, and then they say they don't sell. No one's buying it. We have a lot of great ideas, but until you've actually tried it, practiced it, massaged it, really understand what your gift is, it's really difficult to create products that you're going to monetize and are really going to help you leverage your time, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I When I coach people, if uh, they come to me and they say, I want to develop a, an online course or I want to develop a mastermind or whatever, that's one of the first questions that I ask them. In fact, that's part of my process is, you know, are you doing coaching now? What kind of coaching are you doing? Um, because I, I think you're absolutely right. It's key that you've done some one-on-one -on -one, or even small group is okay, but some kinds of coaching that uh, with real clients uh, and the reasons for that are there's there's several um, first off as you mentioned you want to know what sells and really the only way you can know that is by working with clients and seeing what works for them um, what benefits they've gotten what transformations they've gone through because of what it is you do and until you've done that, you don't really know, uh, I would say, what the true benefits of your process are. You may think you know, uh, but, but you may find that clients get a completely different transformation, not one that's, that's less important, in fact, probably one that's more important than the one you originally set out to give them. Um, that's important knowledge, that's important to know. Um, the other thing is that until you work with real clients, you don't, I would say you don't really know what your process is. You may think you know what it is uh, and what that very, very first client, you're going to provide them with what you think the process ought to be. But what you'll find is that as you start to work through it with them, there are parts that they're going to understand very quickly and there are going to be other parts of it that they just are having real difficulty understanding. 
And those are areas where you may need to make some refinements or tweak a little bit or change the order of some steps or maybe insert some additional um, things that they need to do in order to get to those next steps. And that's where you really are flushing out your process, the real process that really works for people. And so I think for those reasons, you really have to be in the place of um, this is the process I've used to transform a lot of people and this is the result they've gotten. It's too often that, that, that we, and I know you have as well, we run into coaches um, who are basically selling you the process that worked for them. So they had a transformation in their life that worked for them and they make the leap that because it worked for them, it now should work for everybody. And so, and we've done this, we've done this where we sign up for those programs, we get into the program and we realize, well, you know, it's not that it's a, a not a good process, it's certainly good, but it doesn't work for me. I'm not in that same, I'm not you, I'm not in that same situation, I'm not in the same business you're in. And so now I as a client am left with either um, figuring out how to adapt what you're telling me to my situation um, and or sort of giving up on it. So I think, again, it's really important that you, you do that one-on-one -on -one coaching and you really find out who your ideal clients are and what transformation they get from working with you and then really identify what your process is. Well, and you and I have also talked quite a bit with people who... When you ask them what their process is, they tell you, and that's one of the beauties of working with an expert like yourself, is that you're able to see what's missing because so often coaches are real experts in a particular area. What they do, they do so automatically by routine. It's that unconscious competence they they do these things and to them it's so simple and it's no big deal and they don't think to call it out but that is the secret sauce in their process and i think that's one of the challenges with coaches when they try to develop their own programs on their own is they leave out some of those key steps because to them everybody should know it because it's come so naturally to them and you're able to draw that out which really puts together the package in a way that gets results and people are able to monetize it very quickly yeah absolutely what we find when we work with experts is that they do something we call speed thinking so they'll be on step 12 and their client is back on step two and and they don't understand like how come the client doesn't understand steps three through 11 uh, because it's so easy for them. Um, just the other day, I had somebody tell me, oh, look, it takes five minutes. You just go on this site and do this and this and this and this and this, and then you go over here and you do that and that. It's five minutes. And I was lost in their explanation of what I was supposed to do, let alone actually going and doing it. So, so it's really, again, it's important when you start to work with those clients and, and really start to hone in on what your process is, that you look for those spots where they the client is not getting it and ask yourself sort of step back away from it as you said step back a bit and say so what additional information do i need to give them am i speed thinking is it uh, you know something it, it, it sort of goes back and i don't know if a, a lot of you remember but back when you were in high school or in college 
um, and you had that professor in math class that said, um, uh, here's the problem and I'll leave the solution to you. Well, the, the solution was obvious to, to the professor, but it wasn't so obvious to you and you're sort of left, well, I don't know what to do. And the same thing is true with, with some of your clients as well. So if someone thinks they're ready to develop a product or they have a product that has not been selling the way they think it should, and I know both of those are things that you can help people with, I really invite people to reach out to you at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk, the number two, p.com. And just set up a call with you to find out what could they do differently. I know that you've talked to a couple people and reviewed their courses and given them some brilliant, really actionable feedback that allows them to hit the target of what they're trying to accomplish. And we'd like to invite all of you to visit us on Facebook at Turn Knowledge to Profit and share your questions about creating your branded process. And if you have one, let us know what it is. We'd love to check it out and we'd love to learn about more about you and your business. Yeah, absolutely. Just to sort of to close up, you know, the, your branded process really is the framework on which you're gonna hang all of your products, all of your services, they're all going to be consistent. They're all going to be based on that process. And if you, once you have your process in place, there's really no limit to the ways you could package it up for different at different price points with different levels of intimacy with you uh, for different audiences. It, it really is unlimited. So it really allows you to grow your business in incredible ways. So we look forward to connecting with you at Turn Knowledge to Profit and join us for more next week. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for a future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profits.